0: 10 games on Wednesday. It's Sam Merrill Day, apparently. Players are injured, players are sick, big performances, destructions all over the shop. Lots of stuff for us to talk about. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are locked on fantasy basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd, and don't provoke me to anger, or else you'll be in danger. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com, and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore ball on TikTok at redrock underscore ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Be a double banger. Watch it on YouTube, listen on audio, do both. It's great. Helps the show out immensely. We're here to talk about the action from um, Wednesday with 10 games on. So let's just get straight in and recap that right now. First of all, just a little bit of news. There was um, an update on Ben Simmons. Shocking to hear that the return is continuing to be pushed back. He should have been dropped like the 5th of November whenever this injury occurred. You do not need to hold Ben Simmons unless you've got open ILs. You just slot them in there. I don't know when he's coming back. I don't know if he's coming back. I don't know anything. But I do know that whatever timeline they give, you just be skeptical of it. It's a back injury. It's a nerve issue. It's an ongoing thing. We're not holding we, we, as I say, we don't care. We do care. We hope he's okay. But from a fantasy point of view, this is um, expected to a degree that it is going to take long. And it is taking long. We got word from Jason Kidd that Derek Lively II has no timetable on his ankle injury. And that all automatically makes us panic. Don't. But it's not, it's, it's not the ideal response. We would love to hear, yeah, he's day-to-day. He'll be back next game. We'd love to hear that. But no timetable doesn't mean eight weeks. It doesn't mean rest of the season. It doesn't mean a month. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means we're not telling you when. That's all it is. Someone pointed out on Basketball Monster today that uh, Eric Spolstra said that Bam Adebayo had no no timetable with his hip, and he was back in like six days or something or a week. So it's just annoying that we don't know. We still hold on to Derek Lively, but you know we got an update that doesn't help us. But you know it might lead to a little bit of panic. And if someone drops him, and I'm in a position to go and add Derek Lively, I would 100% go and add Derek Lively. So let's go straight to the games. Good, ten of them. But I don't want to be here all day. Maybe I do. I don't. The Pacers um, smack down on the um, Charlotte Hornets. Not a not a surprise at all here. One forty four, one thirteen is the final score. Indiana gets the comfortable win. The Pacers did have Miles Bridges back, and he, I feel like he scores nineteen points every game. 19, 4 and 3. He had three steals, 47%. He has really sort of cooled since that red hot start. And he's 85th over the last two weeks. Um, yeah, he's just sort of been mid. Cool. Terry also cooled somewhat. 25, 9, and 7 is still great. But 39% shooting, one steal. There was a time when he was running top 10. He's now down to 35th over the last oh, sorry, 15th over the last two weeks. Which is you're pushing him back, pushing him back. Still think there's a sell high opportunity here. It just depends on how high you want to go. Like, top fifty is not something I'm interested in. Top 20, sure. And if you don't get it, you don't get it. That's that's all there is to it. Uh good game from Brandon Miller, 21 and 6 with two threes. While PJ moved to the bench 27 minutes for Washington, he had twelve and four. Not too good there, but I would hold. Same with Gordon Haywood, who struggled for eleven points in twenty-four minutes. They'd both been playing decently well. Big Dick Nick only played 19 minutes, 4 and 8. They just went in a different direction. They went a lot smaller in this one. Obviously, that's not ideal for Richards. But with Mark Williams being the doubtful legend that he is, I'm still holding on to Nick. I'm still holding on to Mark, although an update from this Clown Show franchise would be appreciated. The Pacers did get Miles Turner and did get Jalen Smith back. And the, I don't know if the rotation helps here at all. Like Turner did his thing, 18-6, two blocks, 25 minutes. They play again tomorrow. Don't think there'll be anyone sitting, but we'll see. And Jalen Smith came back. He had 10-4 in eight minutes in the first half and went, all right, we're on. Isaiah Jackson didn't play, and then Smith didn't play in the second half. And Jackson had 10-3 in 15 minutes with two blocks. So I don't know what to do with that. Well, I sort of do know. Like If I've got Jackson, I- I'll hold for Thursday's game because it's a back-to-back. You're not gaining anything from dropping him, really but I just don't see how a three-centre rotation enables Isaiah Jackson to be a 12-team league guy, especially considering Smith is going to play more than eight minutes most nights. Halliburton, only 28 minutes, 19-3 and 13. Well, Smith got hot, 19 in 23 minutes. He's a good 14-team league guy, but Obi Toppen is not a 12-teamer. Get that garbage out of here! Six and four in 23 minutes, and honestly, we are pretty much there with the Shark as well. 6-5-6 and six for Bruce Brown in his 28 minutes. Just not doing enough. Like, he can be better than this, obviously, but what am I missing out on if I drop, if there's somebody else out there? And again, the caveat applies. If you've got these guys, there's no point dropping with a game tomorrow. You must have just get something else in, not waste anything here. But long-term, it's not there. Well, Timothy John, TJ McConnell, Tim McConnell, he's doing it, man. 9-5-9 and nine with a steal. 100% shooting. He's 100% a 14 team league guy at the moment. And honestly, he's totally okay to use in 12s when you're looking for those assists and steals, which can be pretty tough to find at times in leagues, as we are as we all well aware. The second game. Oh, any questions answered here? Dunno, maybe sort of the magic lose to the heat. 115 Miami, 106 Orlando. Tyler Hero has been awesome since he returned. 36 minutes, 28, 8, and 7. But of course, there was no Jim Butler or no Kevin Love. So how do we make sense of the rotation? What we can do is we can feel pretty confident about putting a line through Caleb Martin. Get that garbage out of here. 18 minutes, five and five. Minutes way down. I thought he had a real chance of sticking in a large role, but nah, they've dropped him way down. Nah, not interested in that. Um, At a bio, 18 and seven. Yeah, that's fine. Duncan Robinson, limited minutes, 23, but his two games have been good. 12 points, six assists, 80% shooting. I don't think he can hold as a 12-teamer. But it's been interesting, hasn't it? Well, Jaime Hakez started with Jimmy Butler out. 34 minutes, 10 and 3. A steal, a block, 30% and 67 from the line. This was a real opportunity for big numbers with guys out. And nothing has changed in my stance on Hakez. I don't think he's a 12-team league player as we move forward. Um, Lowry had 3 points in 18 minutes. We could probably move off of him. And Joshi Richardson had 12 uh, two and four, four threes, 35 minutes. Good game from Josh. But then out of nowhere, Hayward Highsmith. 15 and six, four threes and two steals. Cool. The man have been playing like 12 minutes a night the last few games. And he plays 30 here with Kevin Love and Butler out. But like I said, Love and Butler were out. So when they come back, what does it do to Highsmith? It means that I don't want to add him, but the confusion continues. And then we had rotation decisions to work out in Orlando because Wendell Carter returned and they slotted him straight back to starting. 8-6, he's not a great line, very obviously. He started off worse than that, but 75% shooting, really low usage. Wendell Carter's got a track record of being a solid enough top 100 player. He's not a top 50 guy. He's probably not a top 60 guy. I I think he should be on a roster, and let's see where it goes. But I feel better about dropping Goga Badadze. Get that garbage out of here! 4-6 and six in 12 minutes with 2 blocks. Now, 6 rebounds, 2 blocks is very good from Goga but he played 12 minutes, the fewest out of all three centers. And that's 12 minutes as a center is not enough for 10 or 12 or probably 14 team league value. It's not. So you can move on while Wagner was the third string center and played 18 minutes at 11 and seven. Back to doing his thing of high efficiency scoring. And I wouldn't be shocked if he gets the minutes over Goga as we move forward. That's going to be a messy thing, but neither Mo nor Goga need to be 12 team players. Cole Anthony had been a little bit in the wilderness before today, but 20 points, two threes, steal, block, one of his better games. He remains that fringe, streamy, 12-team guy. And then when Fultz returns, we'll see what happens. Stinker from Bunkero in terms of shooting. 10 points on 17%. But supplementing it with 8 rebounds, 8 assists, and a steal is obviously very useful. And it wasn't a good Jalen Suggs game. I do think J- Jalen Suggs is a, is a hold. But I'm not going to be held to that all season. Like, he could easily drop off. And he did here. 11 points, 3 assists. But more concerningly, just um, just 21 minutes. That's that's more of the issue there, I think with Suggsy and his playing time. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors is partnering with me, Josh Lloyd, and um, this podcast to talk about fantasy waiver picks and guys that we can add all season long onto our team to make us a championship team. In fact, as a guaranteed players to fit on your roster. So who are we looking at as ads for the week? Grayson Allen is someone that I... It is hard to say that I like Grayson Allen, but I do, because they play on Friday with low volume. They play on Monday, on Christmas, low volume day. They um, have Bradley Beal out until the new year, and Allen's going to start and play 30 plus minutes. He's not going to wow us, but he's going to go out there and play good minutes. He'll hit his threes, he'll score a bit, he'll get some steals. He's useful enough to have on a roster and to be a guaranteed fit. So... Is that going to help you win your championship? Well, every little bit counts, doesn't it? And eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about finding, or each player being, a perfect fit. And that is the same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus... At these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash. I've never thought to, like, fix my own car. I wouldn't know what I was doing, but I'm sure there's so many of you out there who do it. And this guaranteed fit system at eBay is going to be perfect for you. Like, you get the parts that you need right in there, and if it doesn't work, you get your money back. Okay, how good's that? So keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Guaranteed fit. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only and exclusions apply. Okay, let's go and look at the next game, the third game of the day. The Minnesota Timberwolves and the Philadelphia 76ers. Big win from the Sixers, 127-113 is the final score here. Townsie, 23-13 with 38 minutes, 64%. Pretty strong performance from him, but Gobert got into early foul trouble, 8-9 and in and 24 with two steals. What is a little concerning when we talk about the Wizard of Noz, Nas Reid, is that with Gobert and Foul Trouble, he still only played 20 minutes and had 10, 2, and 1 with two threes. What we said about Reid was he was flying, and we roll with him while he's going, and then we'll see when it drops off what happens. And it dropped off, so if you did want to drop him off, I think it can be okay. Like He's not a must. The pathway to big minutes at a huge roll is not always there. Kyle Anderson, obviously nowhere near value at all, not even remotely close in 12s or 14s. He had two points in 13 minutes, while Conley had nine. And Anthony Edwards, 27 7 and 5 for Goose. Subpar field goals, good free throws, no defensive stats. Continues to be like fine. Like, not, not, he's good. he's good. He's good. He hasn't been awesome, but he's been good for us in fantasy. Well, it was a big jaded McDaniels day. Now, when we look at this, you go, well, look at that, Josh. 38 minutes, three on points. Get excited. Sure, maybe. But also look at this three rebounds, no assist, one steal, zero blocks. It took 67% shooting to provide this performance. It took 38 minutes to get there, and he was still on his 16 usage. I don't buy that as a 12 team ad at all. I don't buy it for the Sixers. Embiid, this guy's are just dominating at the moment. Oh, this, what the hell is this? 51 and 12, two steals and a block, 68% shooting, 17 of 18 from the line. These are dominating numbers. And Maxi was pretty bloody good as well, thirty-five, one and five with five triples. Unfortunately, the wave pool copped a knee to the thigh, and he wasn't able to return. It doesn't appear to be anything serious. I would hold to get more information on that. And then with Nick Batum out, they started Kelly Oubre. He had seven points, two rebounds, no assists, and two steals. The only reason I wouldn't be com- confident and comfortable in saying Jacky off in all in all standard formats is the Melton injury. That's it, because otherwise. Everything that I sort of thought about Oubre is coming true at the moment. I'm not, I don't think he's a must hold. Marcus Morris played 25 unnecessary minutes while Toby Harris, maybe he's not a low. Maybe he, they've just limited him completely out of the discussion. He's just bad now. Nine and five, three assists and a steal, 40% shooting. He's just like a complete afterthought. Surpri- it is surprising to see him drop that much. With Melton out, they started Pat Beverly, five, three and three. With a block, that's cool. That's probably just going to be a deep league streamer if the wave pool does happen to be sidelined for any sort of extended period of time. The Utah Jazz and the Cleveland Cavaliers, 124 Cleveland, 116 Utah. John Collins played off the bench again in only 23 minutes, but had 16 points, which looks great, obviously. Stealing a block, great as well. 63% shooting, great too. We just want him to be back in that starting lineup to see what happens. But hopefully this sort of sparks some stuff off. But... Considering that he played well in that role, I'm not sure that happens tomorrow. They started Simone Fontecchio, but you know, I guess the flip side is Fontecchio didn't do well. 9-7 and seven for him, while Markinen had 26-10 and 10 in 36 minutes. The 36 minutes is encouraging. I'm not sure whether he sits the back-to-back tomorrow. I, I don't know. Um, but that'll be one to watch. Kessler, 30 minutes, 10-5, and five, two steals and a block. Continues to be like underwhelming most of the time. And Horton Tucker, 19 points, 11 assists. Just keep rolling him while Keontae George is out. Same with Sexton, who had a Sexton. This is one of the biggest Sextons you'll ever see. 20 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, 41%. 3 or 4 from the line. That's Sexton. That's what he does. He scores with not very much else. But for now, we roll with him until at least Jordan Clarkson returns. And Olenek only played 20 minutes, which is definitely not enough. But five, two, and six, one steal, two blocks is why we always like him for fantasy, why he's always on the radar to stream in, because that's good enough. In category leagues, that contributes right across the board. And that's helpful. For the Cavs, there was no Mobley, no Garland, obviously, and then no Don Mitchell. I don't know whether Mitchell is going to play tomorrow, but what I do know is that I am very interested in what the hell is going on here with Sam Merrill. 30 minutes, 27 points, eight threes, a steal, 56% shooting. What's interesting is he just took a ton of shots. 26 usage for Sam Merrill. And this is on the back of like 18 points the game before. The thing that's really interesting here is the reason they went and signed Max Struess is because they wanted someone to do exactly what Sam Merrill is doing now. Struess hasn't been that knockdown spacey three guy as much as they would have hoped. He's been good in very good in other areas. But with the absence of Garland, Mitchell up in the air, like Merrill's shooting ability off that bench... Hmm, definitely interesting tomorrow. Outside of that, I don't know. But definitely interesting tomorrow. Craig Porter started. He did his Derek White. Six points on 29%, but seven rebounds, six assists, and three blocks. One of the best shot-blocking guards in the NBA. Only using him as a streamer if Don Mitchell is out. While Levert only played 27, so that's frustrating. But 23-3 and 7 four threes, 40% shooting, great usage, good assists. We love all of that while these players are out, and he should be on a roster. Max Strus, 18 points, all from three, six of them. Four rebounds, four assists. Everything he was doing at the start of the season maybe spoiled us a little bit. This is basically who Strus is, a three-point guy who's added a couple of extra things this season. Still holding for now, while Jarrett Allen had 17 and eight. It was also a weird game from Tristan Thompson, and by weird, I mean it was good. 10, 5, and 4 with four steals. I, I don't care. I don't trust it. Um, neither should you. Isaac Okoro started 5, 6, and 5. His assists are up. And that becomes useful enough. I don't think he's a 12-team league guy. He's okay to stream in for assists, especially with a game tomorrow. But as a long-term 12-team league player, I don't really think that he is the answer there. The uh, New York Knicks and the Brooklyn Nets, the Knicks just lost every center. But at least two of them returned. Hartenstein went to the locker room. Taj Gibson came in and replaced him. Taj Gibson got injured and went to the bench but they are both able to return. Hardenstein only played 30 minutes because of a locker room trip. Two points, but 10 rebounds, three assists, two blocks, must roster the player. The Big Ragu went crazy. 23 points in 23 minutes for Dante DiVincenzo. Five threes, eight rebounds, and three steals, and that's awesome. That is awesome. I don't really buy that he's going to continue to do that while playing 23 minutes, and the DiVincenzo, Hart, Barrett, quickly, Grimes, nonsense will just continue in perpetuity, I'm guessing. I don't hate it out of DiVincenzo, I don't love it. I don't hate it. Same with Josh Hart, who had 10 and 13, which is obviously great. But he had five shots. He played 31 minutes. There's no trust in any of this stuff for me. Rowan Barrett was solid enough, 14, 5 and 5, but only 27 for him. While Randall had 26 and 7 and Brunson had 16, 7 and 8. Both of those guys with some subpar shooting. Quickly, only played 24 minutes. Again, this is the confusion. He had 19 points. That's great. One of four from the line sucks. Um, I I just, honestly, I'll be honest, I, I don't know how to judge and assess the DiVincenzo, Hart, Grimes, Barrett combination. You could argue that all of them could be 12-team guys. You could argue that none of them are, meaning that it's so hit or miss that you just sort of stash guy, the guy that you like the most, or just completely just stream through and just find other options. It's going to take a big-time injury for one of them to really separate, I believe. Grimes, he had five points in 18 minutes. He's a, a bit out of that mix, it appears. For the Nets, Claxo, 26 minutes, six points, four blocks. Yuck! The four blocks are good. The rest of this team, pretty disgusting. Cam Thomas did have his 20 points. He had five assists and four three. So we love him adding extra things. Shot 44, so not a disaster, but still leading the team in shot attempts. Oh, that's not true. Didn't lead the sh- team in shot attempts because Mikael Bridges. I've never seen the by low be as wide open as this. Now I am not. I hate saying that. I'm. I was gonna say I'm not the biggest Mikael Bridges fan. That's a lie. I actually I do like Mikael Bridges. I don't like the fantasy glazing that occurs of him at times. So that always makes me feel like I do I do not I don't like him. English again, hard, always. But this is a stinker. 15 points, 19% shooting, two steals, five rebounds. I think what we are learning this season is Mikhail Bridges is definitely not a number one option offensively. He cannot be your number one guy to carry your team. He he just he can cannot do it. And obviously he's not doing that in fantasy. He's outside the top 130 over the last two weeks, and he is outside the top 50 for the season. It is a buy low, but don't you dare give a top 30 player for him. Not, a, not at all. See, I don't, he might not even get there at all, even from here on out. Um, good to see a better game from Cam Johnson. The buy low bump kicks in, not for Bridges, but for Johnson, 20 points with four threes. Still, I'd like a little bit extra, some more rebounds, a bit more usage, some steals maybe. So still a little worried there. Well, O'Neal had a uh, a Satan special six six and six with three blocks on eighteen percent for O'Neal and Finney Smith had ten points. O'Neal and Finney Smith feel like the forward versions of Quickly Hart, Barrett, and DiVincenzo. Sometimes they look alright. Sometimes it's like, oh, what am I doing? Who do I pick? I don't know. Hands up in the air, and you just stream them in. Just the, again, it just goes to show how many of these guys can be added and dropped and added and dropped all the way through a standard twelve team format, twelve team roster size uh, format. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. You and your family, you probably give each other gifts around the holiday season, but why don't you give yourself a gift? Why don't you define how you give something to yourself? Holidays are a great time to do that, to self-reflect, to deal with all the stresses that are there. And therapy can be that gift to yourself to help you get your life, not back on track necessarily, but just improve some things and help you feel more grounded and more um, more, um, at ease with things. During the holidays, there's a lot of stress going on, so going easier on yourself during the tough moments or treating yourself to a day of complete rest. That is a way that you can give yourself some love this holiday season. You can also do that by starting therapy with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire so that they can match you with a therapist who best fits what you need. And if it doesn't work out, you can switch therapists at any time with no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H E L P.com slash locked on NBA. Okay, let us move on to the next game, the sixth game of the day. It is the Denver Nuggets and the Toronto Raptors. The Nuggets get it done, 113-104, up in Toronto. Jokic back on track, thankfully, although not the free throws. 31-15 and six three threes and two blocks. I can't remember if I said it on this show, if I tweeted it out, but Jokic is a negative free throw guy this season. Hmm. Good game from KCP, defensively, three steals and a block, but we know the problem with relying upon those is that you can't. He had 10 points and two threes, while the headmaster had 20 points, six assists, one steal and two blocks. Jamal Murray took 22 shots as well. Michael Ponder Jr. appeared to tweak his ankle. Just keep an eye on that. 12 and six with two threes, while Gordon had 12 and five. And my man, Peyton Watson, is really humming. 11 and four, a triple one, top 100 over the last week. We're not adding him in 10 or 12 or 14. But we're keeping a very, very close eye as he seems to be pulling away from guys like Strouder and Brown and not so much Reggie Jackson, who wasn't that good here. But Watson's just someone to watch. He's starting to put up some better lines. Scott Barnes was great. Unfortunately, the rest of his team struggles. Barnes, he had 30 and 10 with five assists on 62% shooting. Great performance from him. He continues to be awesome this season. While um, the yucca whatever whatever's going on here, continues to be baffling. This is one of, and it sounds crazy, but one of the biggest owls of a front office in recent memory. You trade away a lightly protected first-round pick, meaning your ability to tank or make other moves is restricted, and now the Spurs get your pick if it's not top six this season. was ridiculous to begin with. And then you double down on that by signing Purdle to a four-year $80 million contract and you're going to play him 19 minutes so Precious Achua or Gary Trent can close over him. What's going on with this front office? I still believe that Pirtle is better than this. And honestly, even in those limited minutes, that's not a dreadful line. It's not good. But two blocks, five rebounds, it's, it's okay. But it's the minutes that is the worry here. I don't know why in anyone's world you would ever decide you want to close with Precious Achille, but that's what happened. 13-5 with a triple one. Actually, those numbers are right. And we also wanted to see what would happen with Gary Trent, who played 29 minutes. 12-3-4. That 29 minutes puts Trent at least back into the streaming radar. Not as a 12-team ad, but we're watching it. Schroeder, another bad one from him. 7-2-7 and seven for Dennis. He's moving to a shallow points drop, shallow category drop. Still holding in 12s. While Siakam had 18-5 on some horrendous shooting and... Uh, how bad are the vibes here? Like, at least OG and Obi played 40 minutes, but nine points, one rebound. Steals and blocks gone. What do they say about steals? What do they say in the classics? What's written on the uh, Stone Temple? Temple? No. Stone Tablet about steals. Hmm? Can't rely on them. That's why I heavily, strongly implore that you downweight them when looking at rankings and projections. Because you can't trust that for shit. It is so variable. And it will kill you. And you'll say, well, this guy was actually 24th uh, over the course of the season. And I'll say, yeah, but it's not real, is it? And it's not real. Now, I do think that OG is going to be better than this, but there's something massively off. Like, he need they if they don't trade this bloke, and then he leaves again for free, they uh, they will enter Toronto... Uh, sorry, Detroit, Charlotte, levels of front office incompetence. I, I don't know what they're doing. And I'm sure Raptors fans agree that they also... Don't know what they're doing. Annoying stuff. All right, the next one, the Hawks, on the road, get the victory against the Houston Rockets, 134-127, the final score. Trey Young continues to be fantastic, honestly. 30 points, 4 rebounds, and 14 assists. If you can get a top-six player in a trade, you do it. Otherwise, you enjoy what you're getting. And Bogdan Bogdanovich was also great. 22-4-5, and five. got to be up there in the sixth man of the year voting, I'm sure. 30 minutes, four threes, he's been awesome. But what about this? 21 minutes for Clint Capella? That's good. 15 and 9, two steals and a block. But what about the big fella? Who's also not that big in comparison to other centres. But I think he's good. 33 minutes for Nyekara Kongwu. It's taken some time to get here. 19 and 11. 73 from the field, 75 from the line. Remains a must roster player. Hasn't deviated. DeJounte Murray was fine. He was fine. 21, 3 and 5, three threes. He's the 45th ranked player this season. That's totally reasonable. It's totally good. And the depressed penis had 9 and 9 in 27 minutes. We got an update on Jalen Johnson. Looks like he might be back next week, maybe like half a week, a week ahead of schedule, which is great. And as soon as that happens, I am jacking Sadiq Bey off as hard as I can. He's gone. What did I say that DeAndre Hunter's line was going to be today? I tried to predict it on the show earlier today. I said 14-2-1 on 41% shooting. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. So now you don't all owe me a million dollars each. But he had 11-1-3 and 3 on 50%. So it's not far off. This is why DeAndre Hunter is not that must-roster player. It's because this is what he does. For now, sure, we do it. And then as soon as Jalen is back, he's gone as well. He's not a long-term hold. Really encouraged with a Kongwu on this one, though. So that's, uh, that's strong. The Rockets, Jabari Smith, 42 minutes. Wow. 34, 13, four threes, and four blocks. The thing that's frustrating here is that Smith's minutes were pushing down. He was seeing lower minutes. Some foul trouble involved, but yeah, that's great. Van Vliet, okay. This guy just plays every minute, apparently. 32, four and 15, a steal, 44 minutes here. He's been, like after a slowish start, he's he's been pretty good. And Dylan Brooks had 19 with five threes and two steals. Brooks is turning on a little bit of a heater here. I wouldn't get too excited and add him, but he's at least on the stream board. It's definitely a downturn for Shengun. 27 minutes, 14, 9, and 5 with a block in 58% shooting. And tell you what this is. It's like it's like a PTSD thing of something that never happened. Because in the preseason, I was like, hmm, I love him. I think he's a top 20 player. But I don't know what is going to do. I'm worried about because the front office brought Brook Lopez or wanted to bring Brook Lopez in and thought they had Brook Lopez and they don't trust him and they're going to use him and bench Shengun. It's going to be really frustrating. And I was like, oh, so I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm really worried about it. And then, of course, he went bananas to start the season. I went, oh, okay, they realize he's their best player. And, and now that shit's happening and that bothers me a lot so he was their best player he has been all season i think it's back to fred now but i'm uh, i'm getting a little concerned getting a little concerned at the constant minutes reductions a barlo's there but a barlo doesn't mean top 60 you got to go lower jalen green 16 and 4 better game but still like his better games turn out to be mid in a points league he's a hold in a category league I don't really think so. Tari Eason was a late out in this one, so we don't get to talk about his minutes and his rotation. That's that leg soreness. That is a little bit worrying as well, but they do have they had a five-game in seven-night stretch, and this is right in the middle, so I do get understanding of why that happened. While we only got eight minutes from men Thompson, please, you don't need to roster Romen Thompson in any 12-team leagues or 14-team leagues this season. Dynasty, very, very different story, um, obviously. The next game was the Lakers and the Bulls. Your Chicago Bulls are back 124 108 they beat the Lakers let's talk about the Lakers LeBron 37 minutes remember the first game of the season Yeah, we're going to limit LeBron to 30 minutes sure 25 10 and 4 one steal two blocks continues to be look just actually ludicrous top 10 player this season out of nowhere and Torian Prince is on a nice little hot streak too. 16 4 and 4 four threes. I don't care to add him but he's at least firmly near the top of the streaming board now Davis hurt his ankle again but played through it again i tell you what is bothering me slightly here. You ready for a side note soliloquy? Is that everyone bullies Anthony Davis. They have for years. He's soft, locker room Davis, data Davis, all this stuff, right? He's had legitimate injuries all the time. And it gets to you. I'd, I would imagine it gets to you. I've never been bullied for my health status. Other things, sure. I right. imagine it gets to you. So, Davis is making this unbelievably concerted effort to play through things which would normally need to be sat down to heal and to treat. I, in part because of the NBA's rules and this focus and this loudmouth media nonsense, and even I see fans say, man, Anthony, man, he's really hurt. He needs to sit down. But I actually really applaud him for getting out there and playing through it. I really respect that. Well, if he goes out there and suffers actually a serious injury, what good is that? What good is that to him, to the Lakers, to the fans, to the league? Because he can't walk on his ankle and his groin is spasming left, right, and center and something happens and he hurts himself and he's out for two months. How does that... Oh, but you know, I respect him for toughing it out. That mentality is so weird to me. The man is beaten up. He is struggling. But he is getting out there and and playing through it. Still good. 19-14, two steals and two blocks. But I just worry about what's going to happen. I would say that given how banged around he was today, he won't play tomorrow. We'll see. Reeves, 21 points in 28 minutes, while Reddish had 13 in 28. He's a good streamer for their schedule, but we've got to have a really d- tough discussion about D'Angelo Russell. Get that garbage out of here! Yeah, maybe, Jack. Twenty-seven or 28 minutes, two points, one rebound, two assists. He's been putrid over the last two weeks, 211th. I do think in a 12-team category league I hold. For how long? I, I, Not, not long. Not long. And in a 10-teamer, we move on. Especially now that we've got Gabe Vincent back. We've got Reeves rolling. They just don't need him to play. And this is what we said in, in the preseason. We go, what's the point of Russell being here? There's only one on this contract to trade him. Reeves is better. Vincent might cut into his playing time. What are we doing? And then they came out and he started to play 34 minutes a night to begin the season. Like, okay. It's pretty weird. What's going on here? And now, it is just all reverting back to what our initial fears were. I... I do think we probably hold, but man, it's getting close. It's getting close. Um, Christian Wood out of the rotation. As for Vincent, don't think he'll play tomorrow, but he played 14 minutes here. For the Bulls, Demar DeRozan, 36 minutes. Did he beat the washed watch allegations? He was really good here. 27-7-9, and 75-100%. and Remember, when I talk washed watch, A, it's partly a joke, but also... His percentages are so far down this season that you're a little bit worried. They're one of the things that go when you get older. But this was awesome. Good bounce back. Caruso started, didn't go to the locker room, played 28 minutes, had 15-6, and three-threes and a block, add him, and then we'll drop him when he gets hurt. And Pat Williams, got to add him too. 15-3-2, and a steal and a block. Vooch, the efficiency for him, that's part of why I think he's a little bit wash-watch is that it's bad again. 13-10 and 10 in 31 minutes. And finally, we got a bad sc- shooting Kobe White Knight but it didn't really matter. 17-7-5 seven and five with three threes is still a pretty decent return, albeit he shot 39% and didn't take any free throws. We also had a little bit of a bump there from Alex Caruso, who tried to Richie Benno. He had two rebounds, two steals, and two blocks. He had 14 points to four threes in 22 minutes. Please do not add... I would assume on the back of that, this is not who he is. He cannot do this continually. With Williams getting 34 minutes with Tory Craig out, we've got some 21 minutes of Dalen Terry. Is he one of the worst first round picks? No, he's not, because Johnny Davis exists and so does James Booknight. But man, he has been, he's shown me zero in any time so far this, in his first two seasons, to suggest that he is an NBA player, unfortunately for him. All right, before we go on to the next game, news just dropped, because I've explained this on the daily live pregame show earlier today about how I record this show. Right, so I didn't talk about it in the Knicks recap because I didn't know it, but I know it now. Shams reporting that Mitchell Robinson is out for the season. So I already suggested he was a drop, but he's obviously a drop now. So something must have gone wrong with the surgery, so he's done. They're applying for a um, disabled player exception, which means you have to um, predict that the player won't play again this season. It doesn't mean that they can't play again this season, but that's what your projection is. So Robinson's done. So... You know I've been banging on about Hartenstein and I'll continue to do that. I'm still waiting. I tweeted this out cryptically. I'm waiting for someone to ask, hey, now that Robinson's out for the season, who do we grab? You've seen it. We've seen it. It's happened. It's happened already. already, It's already been going on. So, you guys watching this and listening, you already know the answer. It's happened already. We know what happens. It's Isaiah Hartenstein. It's a must roster player as we have gone on and on and on about. So, as a quick Little note. Mitchell Robbins is out for the season. Isaiah Hartenstein is the must-grab player. He already was. But please, you've literally no excuse now. Go and add Isaiah Hartenstein. And no, this doesn't really impact other players at all. It impacts Hartenstein and it means deeper leagues want Jericho Sims. That's it. That's all they do. Other trades or stuff might happen. Who knows at any point? But that's where we're at. So I just wanted to get that news out there. Now we go on to the Clippers going into Dallas and... um, beating the Mavs. That is nine straight for the Clippers. Huge win for them. They are, yeah, they're rolling, man. Um, maybe we should have just given Harden. I, can't, I honestly can't remember whether I said that he was cooked. I said Kawhi was looking a bit iffy. Can't remember how bad I said the trade was, but probably something embarrassingly bad. Um, there you go. So, the report here on Robinson, by the way, the, it, I've heard this one, this guy, Stefan Bondi, saying that it was a fracture requiring the insertion of screws. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna do it, isn't it? The Clippers and the Mavericks, 120 LA, 111 Dallas. Leonard, 30 and 10 with five assists. This guy is crushing. Wow. And Jim Harden had 17, 5, 11. He is also crushing. This was without Paul George, by the way. Norman Powell continues to be an elite streamer, 21 points in 31 minutes. He was sick coming into this one. Well, Zubat's only 25 minutes, but continues to get it done. He, he looks really good, and he should be rostered. He's really meshing well with Harden. The Farmers Union Amir Coffey he started with Paul George out had 39 minutes 12 5 and 3. Whenever Paul George is out in the deeper leagues you can do a little cheeky stream there of Amir and we got some extra Russell Westbrook minutes and it does not change my mind whether he's a rostered player he isn't. He had 10 6 and 3 but to be fair that's a solid line. He hit two steals we had two steals and he was 56 from the field that's solid. Terrence Mann's nowhere near it not even close to a 12 or a 14 team league guy. A lot of business as usual for the Clippers for the Mavs there's a lot of players out there Irving Cleaver. Josh Green, Lively, they're all out. Derek Jones was awesome. 39 minutes, 19 points, two blocks, two threes. He's a 12-teamer. Dante Exum's a 12-teamer. 16 and 6 with two steals. Long-term, they're not, but they are for now. Dwight Powell started and then got benched, and they started Tim Hardaway at center. Well, they didn't really, but they started Grant Williams at center in the second half. Hardaway played 37 minutes. You know what it's going to be with him. A lot of shots. Sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't. And sometimes the volume... Overrides the fact that they don't go in like today. 21 points on 21 shots with three threes and three steals. He's solid enough to have for the time being. Well, Luca just looked flat and shot 18% on threes. He was 28, 10, and 10, and a putrid 57 from the line on 14 attempts. That's 8 of 14. That kills you. Grant Williams was all right, 9, 9, and 4 with a block, but we already know what we're doing here. It's we're not looking at Powell, we are looking at Jones, we are looking at Exum, we are looking at Hardaway. It was also a really good game from Jaden Hardy. I just wish he had a more secure and longer-term role. Hardy had 15 points with five threes in his 23 minutes, and hopefully hopefully, we get Derek Lively back pretty soon. All right, let's do the final game of the night. This is a huge win for the Celtics, really, um, coming in on a back-to-back with um, the injuries they had, no Jason Tatum. Uh, Al Horford was out as well um, Against uh, on the road against the Kings, and they smashed him. 144-119 the final score because Derek White, like what is going on with this guy? The biggest sell high ever, but also you probably can't get enough fair value on it. 28-2-7, and seven, one steal, three blocks, six triples. Again, it annoys me. It annoys me that I foresaw him being good, and then didn't foresee it this season. It's annoying. Puzingas, twenty four and nine, six blocks and three threes. Awesome. Drew Holiday had a good game. Twenty one, eight, and 10, 2 steals and a block, four threes. Peyton Pritchard dropped twenty points. Jalen Brown had twenty eight, five, and six. They just dominated. Slam and Sammy Hauser had ten points in thirty five with two threes. I don't think there's much that we do from this from a fantasy point of view. It is interesting that we got another eight rebound game from Namaeus Cater. Old um Oh why can't I remember the name? I can't remember what it's called. Something Donata. Pastille? Pastil? No. No, no, no. I'm not going to look it up because it's annoying me that I forgot it. Anyway, uh, old uh, Portuguese tart legend, Nemeus Cater. Another like eight rebounds. Just just working his way into a role. Obviously, when Horford and Puzzingas both play, he's not going to do that much. But they were just unbelievable in this game. For the Kings, they were probably not Unbelievable. Darren Fox had 29, but he only played 26 minutes with six threes. Really, really good game overall from him. Sabonis, not not quite as good. 13, 10, and 8. Bad field goals, bad free throws. He's been um, very up and down this season, Sabonis. Over the last two weeks, he's 52nd for the season. He's 29th. Um, 27th, sorry, for the season. Like, we were taking him around that turn of the first round, mainly because of a level of sort of security and the stats that he brings. But, man, he has been really disappointing from that perspective. Fan of Pants, you 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 know what's coming. Get that garbage out of here! Seven points in 16 minutes for Herder, while uh, Keegan Murray fell away. 13 points in 26 minutes. The ultimate highlight reel bias happening here again, remember. Because people were very, very quick to leave comments and tweet at me when he has a big game, and that that's fine but no one says a thing when he has 13-1-0 with zero steals and zero blocks, and this was the problem. It was he really excelled in that one game without Fox. The next game, he was great when Fox was back, pretty strong, and then back to like a bunch of nothingness again. He was he has been rolling, but under no circumstances, he this top 50 player that traditional nine-cat rankings will tell you that he is, or 55th or whatever he was. Needs to do a little bit better than that, but this whole team needs to do better. Pencil? Pencil? Jesus Christ. Imagine calling someone, hey, Pencil. Sounds like you're insulting. Sounds like you're calling like Needle Nose Ned. Um... So, uh, Barnsley had 10 points, two threes, four rebounds in 30 minutes. Of course, we're not rostering him. While Malik Monk had 10, two, and five on 30% shooting. I'm still holding Monk. I'm still holding Murray, obviously. Um, Keon Ellis did a little bit of damage late, so did Trey Lyles, but we don't care too much there. 12, two, and four for Alice with two blocks. While Lyles played 27 minutes, 11, and five, three threes in a block. But that is nearly all just based on the fact that this was just a gigantic, gigantic um, ass kicking. That is the 10 games. Let's um What am I gonna do? I've just completely blanked. Oh yeah, we gotta do the stream of the day recap. That's where we're up to. It was a very, very good day for the stream of the day. The 10 team stream of the day was Alex Caruso, like it is tomorrow. He had 15 and 6, two assists, zero steals, and a block. That worked out well. Your 12 team was Pat Williams, 15, 3, and 2 were and a block. That worked out well. Your 14 team stream was Derek Jones, that worked out even better. 19-3-2, 1-steal and 2-blocks. All of these guys should be rostered in 12s, by the way. Um, your 16-team stream was Tim McConnell. 9-5-9, 1-steal, 0-blocks. That's awesome. Your Yahoo point stream was Taylor Horton Tucker, 38.7 fantasy points. Awesome. And your ESPN point stream was Alex So Probably not quite as good, but he had 27 of them, and that is a uh, a pretty decent result in my mind. The most Line of the Night. Who do you think gets it? I don't think you need to think too hard honestly to get to this one because it was the um it was the one and only big fella in Philadelphia, Joel and B. This guy is just tearing guys apart. 51, 12, 3 assists, percentages up the wazoo. He's been unbelievably dominant. Just continues to just kill teams. The waiver wire line of the night, the best performance for a player rostered in under 50% of leagues. It was Someone that I just, again, I can't get my head around it. The big ragu, Dante DiVincenzo. 23 points, 8 rebounds, 3 steals. He's actually top 100 over the last two weeks. So if you wanted to add, you can. I just I don't feel any level of confidence in what's happening and how reliable it is. The young gun of the night, this one is very, very easy. This man challenged for the monstrous line of the night. He does play in Houston and his name is Jabari Smith Jr., 34 and 13, he had four blocks, he played 41 minutes, because it's interesting, everything was sort of trending downwards for Jabari, and he went crazy here. And then the dud of the night, I reckon you could probably guess this one as well, it shouldn't be too difficult. The dud of the night is the man who just did absolutely nothing, D'Angelo Russell. For the Lakers, two points, one rebound, and two assists. Let's go to the top six players of the day to get this show rounded up and out of here. Your top six in category leagues, number one was Joel Embiid. Number two was Jabari Smith, as I just mentioned. Then Derek White, Fred Van Vliet, Christos Porzingis, and DeMar DeRozan. Your top six players rossed in under 50% of leagues. Dante DiVincenzo, look, again, I don't really know what to do. Fine if you want to do it. Dylan Brooks, nice streamer. Aaron Neesmith, good 14-teamer. Apparently, Tristan Thompson's name is on this list because it is. He had four steals, but we, we don't care about that one. Norman Powell, elite stream at the moment. And Derek Jones Jr. putting up some pretty solid, regularly solid numbers that does deserve does deserve a um, spot on 12-10 League. Your Yahoo Points top six for the day, Embiid, Jabari Smith, Jokic Van Vliet, Kawhi Leonard, and Trey Young. And to round it out, let's do our little end-of-the-day checklist. What about takeaways from the show? Add Isaiah Hartenstein. Don't even bother with that. Just add him. Like, come on. We already knew this. Derek Jones, I think we add. I don't really think we need to wait on that one necessarily. Alex Caruso, yeah, until the wheels fall off, we add the two drops that really stand out to me is that we can very easily cut bait on Caleb Martin. Get that garbage out of here. And um very happy to move on from Goku Badza. Now we wanted to see what would happen. We saw what happened. He played 12 minutes. He still had two blocks, but we don't need to hold in that situation. And that brings us to the end of the show. Are you a double banger? Have you tried being a double banger before? Well, you can go and do it now. And if you are a double banger, go and watch the video. If you've listened to the audio and if you listen to the audio, go watch the video. And when you're here on on video, subscribe, thumbs up, comments, all of that stuff is a great, great help to the show. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.